This episode of the Scandal Podcast is brought to you by Scandal Podcast After Dark. Each week during the scandal season, after our regular show is over, we give you amazing highlights and conversations in the After Dark. If our show is rated PG, then the After Dark is definitely rated R. We laugh, we chat, and we give you exclusive access to us in this community. You'll also have bonuses in the After Dark that you will not see anywhere else. So go to dramaqueenbooks.com backslash support to join us. Welcome to the Scandal Podcast. Join Jaha Knight, Katrina Pavela, Eldia Harris, and Langston Smith as they break down the latest episode of Scandal with a whole lot of heart, a whole lot of humor, and a few well-seasoned words sprinkled in between. Let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Scandal Fan Podcast, people. I am Jaha Knight, one of your four hosts, and I'm dancing because I'm having a great day. All right, well, (laughs) I hope that you all are also having a great day. I am feeling so much better. I am super excited to give you all this episode. We had a ton of fun and even more fun in the after dark. So there's nothing for me to talk about extraneous to this today. We do have the 100 episodes that are coming to you live and hot in your queue. I'm probably going to put that all together this weekend and have it for you next weekend. Woo! So, (laughs) so hold on for that because we are putting it together and it is working out pretty good. I think you all are going to enjoy these hundred episodes of the Scandal podcast. Okay. Um, I will definitely bring you all a link next week so that you can sign up and get a hold of those hundred episodes that we did for the hundredth episode of Scandal. Unfortunately, I was unable to do it the way I wanted to do it, but better late than never. (laughs) All right, Scandal Fan Podcast people, we are going to go ahead and let you go and listen to this week's episode because we had a lot of fun and I don't want to delay you any further. Welcome to the Scandal Fan Podcast. I am Jaha Knight, and these are the fearless leaders of the free world. No. <laughs> we should be, no. I know, okay. right? <laughs> if, if Ruland and Payas are out there, I am definitely not fearless. I'm scared. Nope. I'm scared to death. Y'all got I'm you good. Y'all shook? I'm checking for golf clubs everywhere. I'm just going to sit here with all those croissants and call it a day. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Y'all so. can't be scared of ruling and piss. <laughs> no. You know what I'm saying? I think, I, think, I, think, I think the four of us could figure something out, but in the meantime, I'd, yeah. I'm not fearless. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we have our fearless gladiators in the chat room and y'all are supposed to introduce yourselves to the audience hey guys it's me Eldia. it's katrina pavela at number one feeling on twitter katrina pavela.tumblr.com for all my scandal writings and um yeah, my other venture, Born Beautiful Naturals. That's B-O-U-R-N, beautifulnaturals.weebly.com. And Katrina, I see behind you is a gorgeous whiteboard. I'm a I'm a lover of a good whiteboard girl. Yes, <laughs> she is. Yes, my <laughs> wife got this. Thing. I had to check um, my earphones because I thought you said a gorgeous I white had... boy. I was like, what? Where is he? But yeah. So anyway, I don't know I where it's the... from. I am the disembodied voice of Langston. (laughs) For those of you and those of you who are maybe new here, who never heard my voice before, this is what I sound like. Somebody asked me what I sound like in the, in the group the other day. This is what I sound like. Kamara says, says, uh, yes, we can be scared. Jaha girl. Look, I ain't never scared. I'm down. You ready to go? Shoot. Huh? Mm-hmm. I, I got when, some evil, evil somewhere lurking in this spirit because ain't nobody about to hurt me. <laughs> Sorry, when, when, <laughs> I just when, when, stink when, like a mother sucker. 
when ruling come up behind with that golf club, I don't know what you're going to be able to do. Let me, let, I'm, I'm going to just be real clear about how that bitch ain't never going to get behind me. Like, <laughs> I would never you know let what? her get behind me. Are y'all Here's serious? What? I Here's knew that funny. girl was going to die. As soon as she got behind her, I was like, don't let yeah. that girl behind you. You got you to gotta watch your back. Here's what a friend of mine said last week. He said, that's how you know that Lizzie ain't never been nowhere near the hood. Because <laughs> Damn. we can't even go to a restaurant and sit with our backs to the door. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. yeah, you ain't, get, you sure. ain't getting up behind me. I'm sorry, sister. No. <laughs> <laughs> so true. I tried to sit behind her. She was like, what you doing? <laughs> what you doing back there? Right. right. Anessa, I'm with you, Jaha. You go, girl. Exactly. <laughs> <Langston. laughs> oh, um, oh, I forgot says, about like the, the, the um, look innocent. Hey, she everybody. Got, she even got a beam of light on her. What is going on? Right. Katrina. Oh. I mean, come on. She I got know. a halo behind her and oh, such. Oh, he- got gorgeous white boys and boards and heavy because i am i'm like foundationless i'm just here with my oh, like so so lips and, so, you know i gotta have the eyebrows on fleek always so but yeah, that is more mascara look, so, look, yeah look. i'm just yeah. like yeah i'm going free as, nothing on my face as if, as if her being foundationless is a problem Look at that skin, right. girl. Shut up. <laughs> I, I actually got eyebrows today, y'all. I got my eyebrows done. Let me see. Uh, yeah. Okay, boo. All right. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I'm going to be a grown up and I'm going to get my eyebrows done. You were like, do you want nail done? No, just feet and brows. <laughs> <laughs> they ask you like your mustache done because they, they ask about I'm like my mustache uh. is too light for people to see. Okay, yeah. just brows and toes, paint them things. Annette, Annette, darling, when it comes between me and a golf club to my skull, man ain't got nothing to do with it. You know somebody gone. Somebody trying to kill me. I have fear. Um, <laughs> that, ain't, that ain't got nothing to do with it. Gender ain't got nothing to do with it. Lord okay. Mercy. So let's get to the episode. We are talking about mercy today. And look, we saw Olivia wake up in the bed of the president. And I saw some of your tweets, mm-hmm. Katrina, um, about the idea that Olivia needs to work on herself before she goes back into the space with Fitz. I saw some of that. What do you all think about that? Because Katrina, you were talking about that on Twitter. Can you expound on it a little bit before we get into this episode? Yeah, you know, I've had a lot of um, my thoughts are always uh, kind of evolving because, you know, I feel that Fitz sort of needs to be in her life as a support system because it's really the only one she has that's not requesting something back of her because he hasn't been. Um, But I also think it's a little bit dangerous right now with all that's going on to wander back into this romantic territory when I just don't think she's really prepared. So, but it wouldn't be this show if it wasn't complicated, right? And um, my feelings haven't really changed since last week, but I did very much enjoy that, that opening scene. And I think she can have those nice things. Maybe they inspire her and um, make her feel more confident. Not that she's lacking confidence um, and propel her towards, you know, slaying these dragons in order to um, have the life that she wants. Um, if at some point she would actually articulate that uh, to us, but I don't feel like, oh, you know, this is a horrible thing. I just, I see it as she's got something in front of her right now that requires her full attention, but she had the opportunity that came up um, to reconnect with Fitz in this way that she had missed. And she's a very show don't tell kind of person. So she was never going to tell him that, but she showed him that, but nothing's been resolved really between the two of them, at least, you know, as far as I know. So I am not assuming a whole lot here, just that, you know, they'll have to deal with that at some point because it's not been dealt with, but you know, they do need to be on the same side and working together and, you know, we'll see if it interferes or not. And I I definitely agree with you in the fact that 
hey, I think in all, all if not some of their breakups, they never have a resolution from the breakup before. They just mm-hmm. fall right back into they just fall right back into place and kind of take up where they left off, kind of ignoring, you know, they, they kind of argue. They have a little argument about it or whatever, but they really ignore what the issue was prior to. But they mm-hmm. just keep falling. They just keep falling back into place. They have communication problems. Right. Mm-hmm. And namely, I think Olivia has communication problems and. I think we saw that in even in her AU in 610, that it's hard for her um, to really say what it is that's the problem. She backs away from it, right? Because she's uh, mm-hmm. afraid of saying. So she goes into these. She said something this episode to Payas, actually. She said, we all know that I'm very good at spinning things um, the way I want them to be. And she mm-hmm. takes that into her relationships as well. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? She certainly mm-hmm. did. And that big blow up in 509 when she left, because there were things that she said, I just barely felt like, girl, come the fuck on. Yeah. Um, but so <laughs> whether or not she's getting better than that, the fact that she imagined herself actually working through and communicating and solving a problem with her like imaginary fits, that kind of bodes well, because she thought to herself that, I could possibly do this thing, whether or not we'll see that happen in life. I hope so, because Tony Goldwyn said that once we come back from the AU and back into, um, you know, the current timeline, that things that happen in that episode, it's going to inform all of the characters in some way or another. And some of those things have been popping up ever since 611, and they pop up again in this episode as well in really interesting ways. So whether or not we'll see a moment that the AU Fitz and Olivia have toward the end where really Fitz is really Olivia in that AU. And we see Olivia do something similar, but in a very Olivia like way, I think would be really interesting um, for uh, this season. And when she woke up in the bed with Fitz, she was extremely contemplative. So uh, what do you think she was thinking in that moment, Eldia? You How did I get my? <laughs> I think she was thinking, "How did I get myself here?" Uh, I think she was having a moment of reflection for sure. You could tell that she was kind of repl- thinking about something, and like Katrina said, whether it was all the work that laid ahead, like maybe she was had a moment of like, this is where I'm at, but this is where I need to like now place myself and get back to working and be working Olivia Pope. But I I think she was having a moment of reflection of like, okay, how did I get here? What did this mean? But then like Katrina said, she immediately puts it, puts it away. And it's like, just goes right back. Yeah. Time to process it and take it in. Um, and, And you see, they jump right to the next scene and she's in full on Olivia Pope mode. So. Mm hmm. I thought she looked so tired in that scene, and that was maybe when, when they were in the bed. When they were in no, the bed. When they were in, no, when they were in the bunker, and we first see her in the bunker. <laughs> Obviously, she got her same clothes on. Oh and, yes, yes, and no makeup, hardly any and makeup. No makeup, and hardly yeah. Any makeup. And she, I mean, Carrie Washington is just so beautiful, and I love the yeah. shot of her um, waking up. Obviously, and her looking at Fit sleep. It reminded me of some of the scenes from Five Hundred One, and obviously, she's wearing the navy T-shirt and all that stuff. So it's really lovely, but it just looked to me that there was this, you know this is lovely, this man that's here, this is beautiful, but I can't really even afford to indulge in this because of what's ahead and I need to go mm-hmm. see my father. Just so much going on and having to try to compartmentalize um, everything that she needed to. Questions for you. So- <laughs> what are y'all laughing at? Did I do something? No, Moretta made a comment. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. They they were we'll celebrating read. all night. We'll, we'll read it out loud later so everybody knows why we're laughing. <laughs> <laughs> so um in the scene, the very next scene when Papa Pope was talking to Olivia before Fitz arrived, and he was basically telling her um where he found himself. What did you feel about that moment in that moment that he was talking with her before Fitz got there? What are you How do we how do we feel about Papa Pope? 
No, I asked in the moment. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to listen to the whole question. Well, sometimes, I'm trying to sometimes think on, bad. sometimes on my end, you blank out. But go ahead, repeat it. Oh, okay. So my question is now: in the very next scene, Olivia goes to see her father because at the it, at this, we're still torn. Well, not torn. We're still in a space where she's torn between Fitz and her dad. Because even though she slept with Fitz, and even though she's grateful that he rescued her dad in this way, she's still torn. You can kind of tell when she wakes up in that morning, and she looks over at Fitz, and then she gets up and she goes directly to her dad. There's a a conflict of loyalties to me in that space. Do y'all feel the same or... Am I projecting? I think I think Olivia is conflicted, period. I mean, she's had a conflict of loyalty going all the way back to season season three and season four. I mean, she Jake was mostly season four because Jake was all up in her ear with the you gotta kill him, you gotta kill him. And then mm-hmm. she started she started to buy into that. And now it's like now that she realized, and she was literally trying to kill him, you know, this season now. And uh, then, five episodes ago, six episodes right, ago. Right, Literally <laughs> trying to kill him. Then when she realizes that the reason that he did what he did was because of her, now she's suddenly loyal to him. But at the same time, you know, she also still realizes that there's that whole situation where, you know, you did kill my man's, you did kill my man's, you know, son. But you know, Which can but, we say but my, bullshit? But my he poor, didn't kill Vargas because of Olivia. They didn't yeah. talk, bring Olivia up until after he mm. had shot Vargas. Right? And said, "Well, right. you're useful to us. We'll keep you on to do stuff." And you know, and then they brought up they he killed Sandra because he's like, "Well, you're not going to keep me, you know, trapped." Mm-hmm. And then they were like, "Oh, well, we have Olivia, so you still got that." Right. So right. he completely twisted that. In the first right. place, I mean, think right. like I sacrificed myself for you. Bullshit! <laughs> I, sac- I sacrificed my I, I sacrificed my lady friend for you, um, right? Basically, and you know, but oh, speaking of which, I this has been bothering me since it happened, since they showed it. But going back to that, when Olivia first saw the saw the videotape, mm-hmm. she she was very coldly and you know con- contemplatively using the word from Jaha, <laughs> looking at the video. And when Paya shot the shot the other guy that we never found out his name, the one mm-hmm. that we originally thought was in charge, when Paya shot him, mm-hmm. Olivia was stoic. But when her father shot Sandra, she screamed. And that mm-hmm. has been bugging me every all the time. Because it's like, you already know your father is a killer, so why was that a shocker to you? You know, and because you already I- had... And you and she was already she already had said, you know, when they were in the garage, my father did this. So you knew that he killed her. So why was it a shock to see it on video? It was the love part. It was the relationship between him and Sandra that she saw. Because remember, there's a part of the video before Rowan takes Sandra into the closet to pull the gun to her neck. He's romancing her with that drink from Mm -hmm. Or wherever they, you know, wherever they were excavating Mm -hmm. and they're dancing. So she sees her father in a completely different way with this woman. So then when he turns around and shoots her point blank, that's shocking to her because of what she's, you know, just seen. She never knew of this woman. She never knew her father actually loved someone, you know, that wasn't her mom or loved someone at all, you know, that cared Mm -hmm. or seemingly. And then he shoots around, he turns around and shoots her because no one cages him as Rowan has told us. Mm -hmm. And for me, I don't know if Olivia was thinking this, but it feels like, bitch, he will do the same thing to you. You know what I mean? Like, if it meant between him and you, it's always going to be him that he saves. He's taking everyone. Maybe that was was the scream right there. He would take me out, too. Okay, that helps. To to try to save himself, to preserve himself. He Mm -hmm. basically said this in that scene that I was asking you about, Langston. And then Mm -hmm. when uh, Fitz walks in, it's kind of like another scene from a a flashback when we saw him give Fitz the dress down about calling him boy. Y'all remember Mm -hmm. that episode? Mm -hmm. Yep, he called him boy. 
310, um, mm-hmm. called him boy and basically said, yeah. you know, he, he basically told Fitz in this in this episode, uh, my name is Mr. Pope. Like, call he me said, by my surname. Yeah. He said, my name is Mr. Tibbs. This came in there, Rowan. Mr. Pope, Mr. President. <laughs> he's correcting you, him. He's, like, still, basic, he's still basic, calling him boy. Yeah, basically. Right. Basically, yeah. Basically, mm-hmm. basically, in other words, uh, don't call, don't call me by my, don't call me. You're not me familiar. By the name. That's right. We are not, we are not friends. Like we show that. some respect. <laughs> we are not friends. So. so what did you what did you feel was going on in that moment between the three of them and the fact that Rowan wanted to leave and he couldn't and uh, basically Fitz was like oh you want me to call you Mr. Pope but you ain't about to get your ass up out of here that's what Fitz <laughs> <laughs> might as well say you ain't gonna leave I want you but at the same but at they the same time Pop Pope. But at the same time, Papa Pope's look back over his shoulder was, you know, when I leave, I can, you know, when you leave, I can kill both of these. No, it was more like, you know, when I do get out of here, I'm going to fuck you up. That's what it was. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can kill, I can kill both, I can kill both of them and then come upstairs and kill you. So don't yeah. even play. Don't even play. <laughs> Rowan always wants to, Rowan generally wants to fight and now he wants to run. What do you feel the the power is that Paez has that Rowan fears so much? Like Langston, you were talking about running earlier. If you know, you felt that someone was trying to do some harm to you. Why do you feel that Rowan felt such a strong instinct to run when he has his, he still has access to be six thirteen agents. We saw that. It's the, so it's, a, it's the main running though. It's the main. It's the it's instinct. That's the one thing that he's been talking about the entire time is instinct, and human instinct is to fear the unknown. And right. they don't. And they even though they know they know of Ruland and they know of Payas, they don't know who else because the one thing that. Um, uh, they keep saying because Jake is like, let's go in there and do this. It's like, but we don't know how many of them there are. We don't know. Right. We don't know who else is behind this. We have two people. We have all all this information on the wall about two people. Who else is here? Mm-hmm. Who else is in this? And nobody knows that answer. And that was part of the the dichotomy and the drama of this whole episode is that. Nobody knows what to do because nobody knows how deep this goes. And I think in some ways this reminds me of how Rowan behaved when Olivia was kidnapped. The fact that he took himself off the grid. Remember, that was him running Mm -hmm. in a sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, He took himself off the grid and he refused to help. We don't know how much he knew or suspected that whoever this is, they are not people that I'm going to take on and that my Negro ass is going to get myself out of here because that is the smartest thing to do. Right. And the other feels to me that he's thinking that in a, in a similar way, like the, you all, you know, which comes up later in the bedroom about, Mm -hmm. you know, losing and having mercy and all of that that business he thinks taking them on is stupid that Mm -hmm. in his experience the best thing to do is get out of their way Mm -hmm. because he operates in the same way doesn't he right i don't think that i'm going to get what i when it's something that he wants that he is intending to do you know everybody else is going to lose and they just need to recognize it right and he's constantly imparting to Olivia that she should run, run away from your problems, run away from these men, don't ever choose them over me, run to Zanzibar, run, 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 run far away. You're skipping through a field of daisies. And you know, yeah. he's been, but he's, yeah, been, he's been warning her, he's been warning her since the top of season three. Um, but the thing is, is even in season two, even before we knew who he was, he's been pa- playing this game of um, the shell game with her, uh, you know, mm-hmm. shell game. 
plus chess of moving pieces around just to keep her probably to stave these people off. And now it's, you know, when he pulled himself out of the picture and he told her, and we've, we've said this over and over, he told her, you know, you think the world is, uh, you think the world is a, a bad place with me in it. Wait till you find mm-hmm. out what it's like when, without, without me. me. Yeah. And so then, you know, she got to see that as soon as he took himself off the grid, they swooped in and grabbed her. And then, which you know, I feel like, sorry, right. Go ahead. And, and even now that she, even now that she's been freed from, even though she was freed from the kidnapping, there were still some other, they were making, they were formulating another plan. And he, mm-hmm. you know, continuously is telling her, you need to, you need to, need to stop doing this. You need to stop doing that. And she keeps doing, she keeps going bullheaded straight forward. And then now something, someone else is infiltrated. And he's, what did he say? He said something in this episode where, you know, what you did is a direct, is the direct cause of this, you know, basically referring to defiance. Defiance is direct cause of this. Mm-hmm. So here, here's um, something that I think that we don't consider too. Rowan has, even though he's in this space where he's been successful, um, Rowan has kind of a slave mentality. If you don't, mm-hmm. you know, consider mm-hmm. that, but he mm-hmm. has someone mentality. And when he sees that shit ain't going the way he want to go, he will put the shotgun on your back and run. Yeah, that's Are you are you saying he's right? Rowan is like fast, run, and that team of running. Yeah. (laughs) Getting the fuck out. Are you saying that he's Samuel L. Jackson from uh, Django? Oh my God. No, no. Oh, I'm not, like that, that, not, that, not that bad. Yes, Stephen. No, not, that not bad. him. No. Not him. No, because you hell not. No, that guy. What was his name? Stephen, I think maybe in Django was um, a, a house Negro that derived um, his power. Well, it's a, it's similar but different, right? Who derived any sense of power from being loyal to white people. Whereas mm-hmm. Rowan, I think for me, is actually jealous of white patriarchal power and wants mm-hmm. it for himself, right? Yeah. Which is why his way of being is so um, like detrimental to his daughter because that's not going to work for a black woman the way he's like tried to raise her um, by emphasizing that she go after that kind of power. Like she's not a white man and she'll never be one. And um, now thinking, believing that she has just as much entitlement to be in places that she wants to be in. I think we should all have that, right? That I belong here Mm -hmm. kind of attitude, but trying to see, imagine success and power in terms of white masculine, um, ideology is not going to work for black women. Right. It's not working for Olivia. She's being destroyed by that kind of, um, but I think there's also a balance too, because if you don't, if you don't, uh, co-opt white male concepts in Mm -hmm. business or in life or in anything Mm -hmm. that you want, then you will not get what you want. Like I, I learned in business to be unapologetic about asking for my money. Even when I work for other people Mm -hmm. to be unapologetic about being like, Oh, you want to pay me 60? I want 75. And Mm -hmm. that's what I like. You have to go in and negotiate your work. And I think that in lots of circles, Olivia has (coughs) had to negotiate her work because she, that's not what I mean. That's oh, not no, what I mean. I'm just, I'm yeah. just, I'm not talking about what you said. I'm just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I completely do that <laughs> because, because white people have sort of established themselves as the basis of um, uh, the measuring the yardstick for humanity, the yardstick for value and all of those things. So part of saying I belong here is saying that I am just as valuable um, as you. I'm not less than because I don't look like you, right? We're all different and being treated equally doesn't mean being the same, but it means not being punished because we don't look the same, right? So you going to pay this guy, this white guy that much? I get that too, bitch. But what I'm, what I'm specifically saying that is to broaden the idea of what it means to be successful because everybody in this show 
And we have seen it more and more, especially in the latter half of season five and this season have been defining success and the pinnacle of success through this um, very, very narrow uh, prism of the oval and the white. Yeah. House. Right. Like, that's the only way. And I think yeah. more characters are sort of like dealing with, and I think it happens to Cyrus in this episode, I'm guessing that, no, maybe it's not the only way. And like, that's my wish for, you know, Olivia in a, in a sense. Yeah, so the LG, eye of the oval. You don't, you don't get to talk as much. LG, yeah. I'm like so watching the episode right now. I told you that before it started. What's up? This is why LD would be like, Jake married? <laughs> when did Jake get married? I mean, she forgot he had a whole wife. I did not. Yeah. A whole she a forgot whole he had a At this point, she forgot he had a whole ass life. Look, no. look, look. Damn. Look, she told me, I did not. Well, let's roll that know. beautiful being footage where she said he had a wife. You're right. <laughs> right, right. Let's play it on the mix. Like, <laughs> okay, so like, yeah. Like, she's Leo like, who? And, <laughs> Leo and Abby. They had that scene where Abby is sitting in the bed and Leo is like, well, what the hell did I do wrong now? She's like, sir, it is not all about your ass. Okay? So <laughs> not why do you feel like um, Abby had to. Abby had to distance herself because Abby's done some fucked up shit and Abby knows that she's done some fucked up shit. And I think with I think what Abby is finding out is that like Olivia's mentioned it in another scene where she said to Fitz, she was like, you told me to forgive Abby. I think Abby doesn't believe that even Olivia has really forgiven her. It's just Olivia made a gesture to show that maybe somewhere down the line, they can reconnect and maybe try to make this right. As to where with Quinn, the minute Quinn jumped over that table, there was no coming back from that. For Quinn, I should say. And I think that scene, that's what Abby is dealing with. Cause then you have the follow-up scene where she goes to Quinn and Quinn is very like cold and very like matter of fact with her. It was like, so we're on for tomorrow. Like, I don't, we don't need to discuss this. We don't need to talk about it. I don't need to hear your reasons because they don't matter to Quinn. And really, I don't think they matter to Olivia. And so I think Abby is, I think this episode, there was a lot of reflection from a lot of people. Cyrus has been reflecting and Abby has been reflecting. And Abby is at a place where, like Katrina said, she they got she got caught up in the storm of of thinking that the oval and having that power was important. And then when she had the opportunity to have it, she realizes that maybe that's not what she really wants. And so that scene with Leo is her like reevaluating that. And then also kind of maybe like thinking like, what the hell can I do to come back from this? Like, how do I get yeah. back to being Abby? Cause I don't, I think she feels like she's so far removed from who she is that she's so disappointed in herself that that's why she can't tell Leah wife is doing an interview i think i i think you know i think we i think i think can you hear me i was talking she was talking (laughs) i didn't hear no voices i just you need to look at the screen and look at her look at the screen look at the mouse moving you're gonna have to start doing sign language i was was watching them I was watching Eldia. Eldia stopped talking, so I started talking. And then my mouth opened up, and words was coming all over that. No, nobody looking at the nobody looks at the left side of the screen. Okay, so Frankie Vargas's wife, um, Frankie Vargas's wife, was talking, and she said, "When people feel marginalized, they they strike out. They, you know, and by any means, she even used Malcolm X by any means necessary. (laughs) (laughs) And that kind of, to me, feels like um, that whole concept of like with Rowan being." caged like Katrina was talking about being caged and him feeling like I gotta get out of this by any means necessary and I look I will stab a knife in these people neck and be like (laughs) (laughs) um, so in that scene why did you feel it was important Katrina for Frankie Vargas's wife to take a platform against Melly becoming 
uh, the president by force or by, you know, um, the electors voting her in mm-hmm. rather than with who the people had chosen. I know. LD, did you hear how she said Katrina? Like, LD, <laughs> shut the fuck up. No, because, <laughs> because we are on a time crunch. We got like, we no, yeah, have, go ahead. You have the episode yet. Okay, so just real quick. Um, I think because you know, her, she must see from the outside, like, wait a minute, how could this possibly be happening that my husband got elected? The man who was on the ticket with him is not the one the electoral college is being chosen in all of this chaos. The, the fact that the people elected my husband is getting lost. And she, and maybe for her helping her through that loss, you know, she's getting on, uh, getting on TV to get his message out there, which I think is a brilliant move that they kind of brought her uh, into this as a proponent of his uh, message and ideals. So I think that that is a definite part of it. And I think that what she said kind of frames a lot of the episode and people's behavior, especially Rowan and that tirade that he goes on, um, you know, in the, in the, in the episode. So I loved it. And I was really surprised that they brought her in, but it made so much sense that we saw her at the beginning and then we see her at the end. And I hope there is some way that they oust Melly so that Luna Vargas can become president. (laughs) And I would wish that she would bring on Cyrus as her VP because that's what her husband would have wanted. So I'm just putting that out there. (laughs) When um when Huck and and Charlie were in the office and Huck was asking where Quinn was and what was going on and Charlie was like get out my damn face like <laughs> but it's it was like that scene with Huck. Marcus up no, there no, eating no, his food. No, Eldia, I said Langston. What is wrong with y'all? Can y'all hear words? Can y'all hear I me mean, talking? <laughs> I told I told you. I told you sometimes your mouth just be moving and no sound comes out. So we don't know. Because, you know, I've been watching you. Oh, you were muted? That's what Coffee Light and Sweet said, but I unmuted myself before I unmute myself before y'all finished talking. So Well, well, there must be a delay or something because your mouth. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So do me a favor. Give it two seconds and then talk. Langston, just answer the question. (laughs) (laughs) Give me talking etiquette like I'm slow. Well, um, <laughs> Damn. You better not even go there. <laughs> oh, anyway, see, so anyway, so anyway, for anybody who doesn't catch it, sometimes, yes, I am shady, but I'm funny shady. I'm not evil shady. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was like, uh, Huck, Huck was like, yeah, um, I don't know what's up. So, but Charlie. But Charlie was just like, uh, yeah, you know what's up. She's fluffing your pillows and she's doing all of this stuff for you. Something's going on. And Hug is like, yeah, she was just being nice. So you need to calm the fuck down. (laughs) But ultimately, that is the truth, though. I mean, you know, they have history. They have history. Yeah. Were they ever really together, though? Like, I don't feel like they were ever really a couple. They, no. they, they just they bumped. Fall. That was it. They just yeah. Bumped. So it. it was some good bumping. I mean, <laughs> it, it was, <laughs> you know what? I was just gonna bring up the yeah. yeah. But first of all, first of all, and then the this nastiness goes on. on the conference table. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Hello. Oh, from I mean, the back. But you know what? <laughs> my eyes, my eyes. But you know what? Oh, they're, 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 they're kind of you know circling around each other. Goes all the way back to season one when yeah. Huck walked in and says, "He's just standing there." She's like, "What?" He goes, "You're weird." She goes, "Okay." And he goes, "It's a good thing." She goes, "Okay." And so that that it's kind of been Huck has always been attracted to her. He's always guilty. Please said and face licking girl. Look, I ain't never like no face licking for myself, <laughs> but it it worked for them. Because <laughs> that because that because because initially Finn quit. I mean, sorry, Finn Quinn fit his you know his usual <laughs> his usual thing. You know the damsel in distress thing. In distress. And yeah, now that you now that you think about it, 
his animosity towards her, you know, I think around uh, mm-hmm. the middle of season two when he was snapping on her because she was following mm-hmm. him around was because he saw the change coming in her, the change that would make her less attractive to him. But then he realized at the same time that, wow, the da- I'm, I'm still attracted to the dangerous side of her because he had he had that damsel in distress. Then she switched up on him and he kind of, I think we initially thought that it's like, oh, he thinks she's going down a dangerous path. But now that you look at the way that their relationship has evolved, he was actually bothered by the fact that she was changing from the damsel in distress to someone who didn't necessarily need him. But at the same time, that turned him on. So hmm. it was it's it's a really interesting progression of their relationship. And now there's still there's still that possibility. And I think we all kind of still had that kind of. Um, that same hope that Huckleberry Finn would get back together. I really, I, I really did hope that that was the case. This episode, <laughs> I was like, yes, choose Huck. She was like, it's still a possibility. Yeah. But at the same time, someone had mentioned that Charlie was off the grid for quite some doing time, something. and he's mm-hmm. doing something. He's doing something on the side, and I don't either trust. I don't either trust either, have- either either he's trying to either he's trying to be a, a hero on his own so he can uh, impress Quinn, or he's no. doing something or he's doing something behind. That's not back. Charlie's emoto. That's not yeah. his he's emoto. a mercenary. He's yeah, you know, yeah. hired. So I think he's mm-hmm. doing something for Piss, and yeah. I think he's been a mole all along, a sleeper mole. He's probably. <laughs> yeah. We have no explanation. We we have no explanation for why he is there. Like they never gave us any. We come back and he's just there. And it's never kind of really been explained. Just kind of picked him up as maybe Quinn put in a good word for him. We don't know, right? So, and it just, you know how this works on this show. Am I feeling quietest? We just, we you know, something mm-hmm. can turn. Remember David and see, yeah. you know, the second half of season two and what happened with him? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. And, and you my know what? feeling and was just... always that Jake would never make it to the VP slot. I, I always felt like I, that because he was just, it was just I, so, um, so, so just unnecessary. If he's head of NSA, why the hell does he also need to be the VP? I know that we were positioning him for Rowan to have some power, mm-hmm. some, you know, yeah. bigger play of power, but I never really bought that he was going to actually become the VP. How, so, how, how about this tell you why I knew he wasn't going to become VP? Because when Shonda gave us his middle name, his middle name is Hamilton, named after <laughs> Alexander Hamilton, I said, oh, Alexander Hamilton was never vice president. He was a brilliant mind, which Jake is not, but he was never vice president. I said, Jake's not going to become vice president. <laughs> yes, Damn. Damn. Thanks to what were you going to say? Because I heard you starting. Oh, I think that was just an intake of breath. That's all. Oh, so we see Jake again. Now this we can't breathe. Aldea. You hear so that? Aldea, this is your turn. Okay, <laughs> we see we see Jake again in 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 David bonding over the murder of somebody. God dang it! Like every Lizzie. time Jake, yeah, and now yeah. they have buried this bitch in the forest. Lizzie is oh. is now oh, going to be food for the earth to replenish. You know oh. the, the trees and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So so tell me, what did you think of that scene between Jake and? Uh, What's his name? Um, David. David. I thought that scene was funny as hell. When J- when they were standing there and David was like, I don't know where she's at. And Jake was like, you're standing on her. Um, <laughs> that was funny as hell. But I appreciated the fact that we all, we all have had our comments about the Elizabeth North character, bus, success, whatever. I appreciate that they took a moment to pay tribute, pay respect. And David brought up her missing daughter because I mentioned it last week. I was like, doesn't mm. she have a fucking daughter? Like, what's going to mm. happen to this kid? Mm. Yeah, going so back to live brought- with her daddy. Why is everybody <laughs> No, isn't her... Wait, no. Wasn't her dad the guy that got killed? No, you're, think- you're no. thinking Susan. You're thinking Susan. Yeah. She was just divorced. She was just divorced. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She was just I don't know why I thought her that kid's dad was Andrew. That's not Andrew's kid. No. No. <laughs> no. Lizzie Lizzie was married. Lizzie was just fooling around on the side with him. Oh, but did y'all catch did y'all catch uh Rulin Shade though? 
<laughs> when, she, when she was talking to David, when she said, oh, she slept her way through half this town. She probably went to greener pastures. I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. But yeah, it was it was a good scene. They paid respect. It was, a you know, put a, a nice little bow on Portia's time on the show. And it was Jake and David need to yeah. stay away from each other because they are like bonding they, way too much over death. Kind of like they did with Harrison. You know, the, yeah. the, the, yes, I was therefore, therefore, if anybody had any questions as to whether or not Lizzie was really she dead, no, she, she is got, dead. She got, did, 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 she she got six. She got six blows to the head, somewhere in between four and six. I think it was four. She got four blows to the head, and they actually showed them, you know, kind of giving a little eulogy over. But David was so funny. He goes, "Where is she?" He goes, "You're kind of standing on her." He goes, well, "Oh, you would never yeah. know." That's kind of the point. I was like, "It's yeah." <laughs> well, yeah, because they they've covered up her murder as it was later revealed when the mm-hmm. so so they did not stage an accident for Lizzie. So they could have been, been at least done that though, but nah, we straight. <laughs> she went out. She said, "I don't want demanded. I don't want any reasoning for her death. I just want her gone." Oh my god. All right. So we are now in the office of Melly and she's trying to put forth some decisions that ain't never going to be Oh my gosh. Her with this lady who's going to be like watching over her, you know, so in case she gets a little froggy, they can slice her up and shit. Why they get all the. Why they. They keep. Why are all of their assassins like these little cute, little cupid dog girls? Like, like. Like a younger Melly, though. Like she looked yeah, a lot like yeah, right, like pulled back. So like mm-hmm. with yeah. the eyes, pearls. I'm like, this yeah. <laughs> is my white like woman I'm, filter. Because she like, looks like someone that Melly like would hire to be an intern. She and she also, fits in. And probably also, if they ever needed to like have a, a decoy or whatever, she could she could be the decoy to pretend to be Melly. <laughs> I'm like, she's gonna take over her body. Elle oh says, "Isn't Susan gonna be working with wondering where her?" COS is oh chief of staff is no. 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 says yes you yep There's she a- will, but the actress has another gig Jake is efficient with burying people oh <laughs> no yes, he is. You but you know what but you There's know a what new chief of staff every episode. but you know what the last time Susan was on we got the impression that she was quitting the campaign I think Susan literally just quit everything she quit the white house she quit the campaign and she just left because we haven't like we haven't seen her since that day so i literally think you lick my ovaries i I literally think when she said when she said i quit i'm done that was it because she was she was done with everything she was done she's done with them all so let's get to this, this scene where Olivia now is doing her, you know, uh, legendary Olivia strut because now she's <laughs> pregnant and such all in her office. And Huck is standing there like, hell no, nah. uh-uh. <laughs> let this go down. She's like, what's wrong, Huck? And now we see that Paeus is inside of Olivia's office like, you got these pictures of Jake? Yeah. <laughs> I know, but here's the thing. This is why we talk about Huck being like the worst bodyguard ever he sweeps on the same day and then he just lets fucking insane people into the fucking office he's like well i won't leave you alone with him but i let him in really huh right. why is he even huck was probably this was That's wednesday look this was wednesday sweeping the apartment no. he into the office <laughs> and that man was already goddamn there no. he was there huck, they knew his schedule no. But but think about it. But think about it. He had to let him in because they wanted to know what they wanted to know what was up with this. He knew who he was when he he knew who he was when he walked in the door. They already knew who he was, so they had so they needed to let him in. I mean, but why not? But why not let him in? Because if 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 they're informed, then Huff knows that these are the people who are threatening to kill Olivia at any moment for anything. And that's why he's well, been doing around silk Like Huck is informed, correct? So he that, knows right. what they but did to Elizabeth North. But that's why he didn't leave her alone, and that's why he stood there like a pit bull oh, really? the entire time. Well, Elizabeth wasn't time. alone either. Okay, she had Melanie. She she wasn't alone either. It's just well, guess what? Dead, like, but that's because Ru- that's because that's because Ruling was there. 
and she didn't know how to protect how her that? neck. Rule, That's why she did. And that was that was on that was that was on Lizzie. Lizzie, she didn't know how to back. protect. Her neck. Lizzie turned, Lizzie turned her back. That's what that's what the issue is. Lizzie didn't protect her neck. Right. That's right. In she other words, or, or, or her or her And I mean, first of all, after the first blow, she should have got up, but nah, she just laid nah, there. Hell no, nah, you she don't get up into the blow. She just laid there no. and just laid there and let her hit her four more times. That oh my god. Really makes no. That you know, dead after now you know, you know, oh, what, you know, now you know well if she had hit Jaha like that, Jaha would have jumped up and said, Come on, let's go. Catch me outside. No, but seriously, but seriously, they had they had to find out what he was up to. We don't even know how long he was really there. But I doubt that Huck mm -hmm. took his eyes off of him the entire time he was there. But at the end of the day, if he hadn't let him in, I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> but if he hadn't let him in, they we wouldn't have known that he had the pictures of that he had the pictures of Jake. Um, so at the end of the day, it it served no, it served okay. the plot. Whether whether it made sense or not, it it served the plot because we needed yeah. to we it was one step further in understanding what more these people were up to. <laughs> Oh, I'm seeing LD don't uh -uh. no come on back jacket in this um in this episode was was I mean just, and that scene I just, loved her little did you see did you see how Adia's gone about, dead I'm just saying she's Langston. gone dead in the eyes because she stopped listening to me Langston <laughs> I know you can see my mouth moving I'm not even talking you were just talking <laughs> Oh my God! I apparently, apparently, there's a delay because I had stopped talking. Okay, back to Olivia's stellar Olivia, jacket. She has on a great jacket in this scene, and it looks so good with her walking in to tell Pierce about his damn self. And I loved peplum the work so well for her. You know, yeah. I love a peplum jacket. I love a peplum shirt. I love a peplum. Uh, people say you can't buy stuff that's trendy like that, but I'll be like, I don't care. It's cute, and my body looks yeah. nice in it. <laughs> well, the thing yeah, is, she's been yeah. wearing peplum since season two, definitely. Yeah. But she stopped yeah. for a little bit, right. but they yeah. they work really well. On and her. it's got good swing and everything. So this yeah. man shows her the pictures of Jake, and she's like, um, you want to jump froggy? Go right ahead. I don't care. I don't care. I ain't never scared. But then he walks, he walks out the office. She's like, God damn it, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. <laughs> Jake well, is always yeah. fucking yeah. up. Like, but that's so my point. Me. If Jake, <sighs> what, what are you talking about, Jake for? <laughs> no, I was just saying, like, if, if he's supposed to be like, you think he fucking turned the cameras off before he cleaned up a crime scene? That's all. I'm but saying. I'm quite sure he didn't realize that they have bugged Melly's office. I mean, this is why he's the worst spy because he should have. <laughs> <laughs> Huck didn't sweep Melly's office on the Wednesday. I'm just saying, like he just don't know. <laughs> so oh, now they got the photos, and now Olivia has to bluff to to kind of figure out, you know, what what's going to happen next. So that was a what good is, bluff, though. It was. I, I thought it was mm -hmm. really good because it would take Melly down. So it kind of yeah. wouldn't even. It would be purposeless because the goal she wanted to reach was to put Cyrus in office. And if Melly's yeah. down for a scandal, then that would serve the purpose of putting Cyrus in office. Mm -hmm. So it would kind of counteract what Pace is saying. He act like she ain't even a she. He act like you are a non-fucking factor. Um, look, get Jake to resign. Like, I don't care what right. you're saying right now. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm get sorry. But he did. He did have a moment, though, where he, he went kind of pale when she said. I'm not going to do that. And he was like, uh, what? what? <laughs> he wasn't, he wasn't prepared for a no. Cause nobody's been saying no. Uh, Papa said no, but they, they said him straight, but he couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't pull a gun at that point. Cause you know, good, you know, good and well, if he had tried to pull a gun at that point, Huck was going to take him out right then and there. He was smart enough to know that. But I tell you the funny part to me though, was when Huck says, um, Huck says, so, so, What's our plan? And she goes, I have no idea. I said, oh, shit. No idea. Because <laughs> she had me. She had me, though, because I was just like on the edge of my seat. Like, I can't wait to hear this plan. And he said, what's the plan? 
I have no idea. I was like, no idea. We're screwed. So we have a few more minutes left in this show, and I'm going to ask that the audience, if you had any questions, anything you wanted to share, please go right ahead and do that while our uh, our hosts go ahead and give us their last impressions before we go into the after dark about this episode. So Katrina, we're going to start off with you because I know you, you know, you got your stuff together. Go ahead, Miss Ma'am. Tell us yeah. your last your your thoughts about you this see episode. how she be dissing us in the background over here on no here. you are here for the you know what you guys can actually go for it no go ahead we're gonna I'm be just, here for I'm, after dark i'm just, i'm just messing with jaha but go ahead well so, my, so, my my last thoughts my most recent thoughts about this episode was about no which i haven't sort of publicly stated yet um uh about how no uh, was working really well in this episode for people. Rowan, Abby said no to Ponytail. Cyrus said no to Melly and the White House. Um, uh, and I, I, so I'm still exploring that, but I like that idea, and I hope that theme kind of continues to develop. I don't want Olivia to be Melly's um, chief of staff. That's chief of staff. horrible. And this is exactly what I thought she wanted, like last year when she was even running Melly's campaign. So I want something to happen. And I don't want Melly to be president. Please don't make it happen. You can still have a woman as president, but not her. Wow. Yeah. She doesn't deserve it. What the fuck is going to change with her illegitimacy? And this time she's even in on it and didn't give two shits and gotcha. help bring about the, sh- the, the, the chaos yeah. even more. She did like, you think the way she is behaving, the way she has behaved, that this isn't going to continue down the line. Like it's going to be a mess for Olivia. Yeah. Like Melly gets to be present, whatever the fuck. Olivia stay the hell away from it and go do something that's actually productive. Productive that helps people because what can you say for yourself that you have achieved through your work with and through the White House in the last eight years? How much of it has helped to change America and that they, in the way that the young law student Olivia Pope talked about on that tape back in 504? You know, that's what I've been thinking about, really. Mm. That's that's good. Okay, you you and uh you and Jaha are watching this episode. Now, Y'all are wearing me I out. Was, I, I was just gonna piggyback <laughs> on Katrina and people saying no. With people saying no, it also there was people taking back their power in this episode. You know, everyone that said no kind of came in mm-hmm. with a solution to what they see as the problem. Um so everyone said no. Every people were standing up for themselves, left and right, which was very much appreciated, except for Olivia. And I'm sure we'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> about why she just reversed to a child. But no. But people standing up for themselves. People trying to fix the problem and get themselves out of this mess that they have all managed to find themselves in. I think people were trying with people saying no, they were trying to remove themselves, not really so much with helping other people, but focused on themselves and how to get themselves out of this mess, even though they're getting pulled deeper and deeper into it. None of them have been removed from it. Mm-hmm. That Mary Cyrus. Is he well, though? Yeah. Well, he, he at least removed himself from any prospect of being in Melly's White House. Yeah. He did yes. do that. But I, I, I kind of had hoped that you would be on, on with us for the whole thing, the whole Teddy Roosevelt thing. But um, oh yeah, so I can say something that. about that. Go ahead. Oh, I just wanted to say that. Um, oh. What about the Teddy Roosevelt thing? Or did you have mm-hmm. something to say? Oh well, I was I was gonna wait and share it in the after dark, but like I said, I was hoping that you would be there. But you and I can discuss it offline, though. Okay. Awesome. All right, now come on, Langston, because we ain't got a minute and a half. (laughs) Now she wants me to talk. Um, Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) But overall, the episode, like you know, like everybody said, it was like everybody's. Even though they're called, well, now I can't talk. What you don't want me to talk? Why you throw your hands up? <laughs> but Stay anyway, focused, the, Langston. Go. 
I am. But anyway, the whole point is that again, everybody was saying no, whether it was for a for themselves or for the good of you know getting these people out of the out of their lives and out of their situations. It just you know it was a very strong. Actually, the episode instead of being called Mercy should have just been called No. You know, because that that seemed to be that literally <laughs> seemed to be yes running. <laughs> right. They had a yes episode. So this should have been this should have been the no episode, because even though we got the point of mercy from Papa Pope at the end of the day, the literal context of this of this episode was we're done. No, period. We're not doing this anymore. We're getting ready to take you down. So those are my final. But the contrast was the contrast to the no was the one person who said yes, and that was Jake. Yeah, y'all always say he's the odd man out, and he's the one that said yes this episode because Olivia told him that to resign. He didn't. Okay, he he agreed. He he was like, he ain't really agree. He ain't really agree. She told. Yes, he he did. He didn't actually want to be vice president, so he was fine with that. He never wanted to be vice president. He takes orders. That's who Jake is, a man of So I really didn't expect him to but try she, to assert anything she, because. But she honestly did have to twist his arm, y'all. That that was a whole scene behind him trying to shame her for having slept with Jake, having slept with Fitz before he said mm-hmm. before he said yes. So yeah, she she had to twist his arm. So I don't take that as a yes. Well, it was a yes, nonetheless. All right. So we are leaving. We are going into the after dark. You can join us by going to dramaqueenbooks.com backslash support. That is where we will be. And if you have joined the after dark today, just go and log in. And the information to access the after dark this uh, afternoon is there on the left side of the screen. For those of you that are uh, uh, what is it? Um, uh, veterans of the After Dark. We will be over there in the minutes. You can chat back with us in the After Dark, and we can have a great discussion about the rest of the episode. And we're gonna do that now. So thank you all for joining us today. Thank you for being here and chiming in in the chat room. I truly appreciate you all, and yes. so do all of us. Now we'll yes. see you there. Bye, guys. Bye. I was waving, but y'all can't see me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Bye. Bye. See y'all in a couple of weeks. Bye.